Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me during this month of December. Um, really appreciate the listen, the view, all of it. Um, we've had a really good year thus far um, in 2023 as far as um, spreading the message of liberty throughout Georgia, having some events. Um, this podcast has gotten more views than it ever has before, um, as well as our Thursday night podcast, which is live. Um, on YouTube and Rumble and Facebook and Twitter. Um, so if you ever want to tune into that, it's called Liberty Libations every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Um, it's me and three other guys who have a drink and just talk uh, the latest week's news. Um, news, culture, politics, all that kind of stuff. And we just kind of have a good time. We have trivia um, every week. It's it's really fun. So um, if you haven't tuned into that, make sure you do so. You can find it on all audio podcast platforms as well. It's not just uh, the video version. So uh, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the above. Um, all right. So for the month of December, you're going to hear this intro four times um, because I decided uh, far too late to get some guests on um, and record before December. I decided um, I'm taking December's and June's off of podcasting. So they will, anything in December or June will be pre-recorded. <clears throat> um, Liberty Libations on Thursday nights will go on without me. We will have guest hosts for the Thursdays that I will not be there. Um, my company will still produce all of the podcasts, but um, I will not be the host. Uh, I just every now and then it'd be nice to just have a month off from from doing this. Um, I love doing it. I just I would like. Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody likes time off. I got a million house projects that have piled up. And so uh, time to do those. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, so don't be alarmed if you hear this intro repeatedly. Um, it is what it is. Um, I will be for the second half of these episodes or actually the majority of these episodes, they will be reruns of what I think were under viewed and under listened to episodes from the past couple years uh, and even just parts of episodes. So we are going to have two episodes on Bitcoin. Um one episode on our Banish Big Brother project and one episode on overreach of government. And um, so these are all episodes that we have previously aired. Shane Hazel is the guest on two of them. Um, I believe Elizabeth Melton is the guest on one and is just me as a solo episode uh, on one as well. So uh, if you have already heard these and you don't want to listen to them again, you know, once once you get to a point where where you get all the information that you need, uh, feel free to turn it off. But um, if you haven't watched those or listened to those, um, I would encourage you to stick around because I think they're filled with very important information. I chose two Bitcoin ones because of what is happening with Bitcoin and because of what is happening with inflation and the dollar. Um, 
And so I chose two with Shane Hazel, who is uh, the Georgia libertarian guru, I guess, on on Bitcoin. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good time for more and more people to learn about Bitcoin, for you to be able to share this with friends and family at your uh, uh, holiday gatherings, at your Christmas gatherings. So, yeah, that. That's what this that's what this month is going to be. It's going to be a few reruns with this particular intro during which I will talk about lpgeorgia.com. Um, go to lpgeorgia.com if you have any questions, if you need to renew your membership, if you need to learn about what we believe um, as far as libertarian philosophy, um, what we're doing around the state of Georgia to spread freedom and liberty and uh, to try to limit the size of government and get our folks into government positions to help us do that. Um, we have all sorts of information on our website. So go there. You can also reach out to any one of us. We are always happy to talk about um, liberty and our philosophy and why we believe it and what our what the basis of our philosophy is, because I think it's very, very misunderstood um, in today's world. So um, please feel free to reach out through that. Um, you can reach out to me personally through the Jake Green uh, on Twitter or uh, podcast at lpgeorgia.com if you uh, if you want to email. And then you can also go to LP Georgia. You can go to Twitter at LP Georgia to to message us there as well if you would like to. Um, also, if you're interested in coming to the 2024 convention. Tickets are currently $75 as of December 4th. On December 6th, they go up to $85. Um, the convention is the 26th through the 28th of January. It is down in Conyers, Georgia at the VFW. All the information that you could possibly need as to uh, accommodations, where it's at, who's speaking is on, on our website once again. Um, we have some great speakers coming. We have Spike Cohen, Shane Hazel, Sarah Higdon, Adam Nutter. Um, the website says Edgar Mills at the moment. Edgar may or may not be able to be there. Um, it depends on some personal things. So um, we also have the Tower Gang pod who is coming um, to do a podcast there, I believe. And um, we have uh, a six-way debate for the presidential candidates of the Libertarian Party. So six folks running for president will be debating at LP Georgia's convention. So make sure you get your tickets now while they're 75 bucks. If you wait two more days, they will go up in price. So um, yeah, yeah, make sure to come out. We uh, The last two conventions that I've been to have been absolutely phenomenal. We had a great time at the Great Create. Um, that was uh, a really big event that we threw this summer. Um, and then we will have booths and uh, people selling things and people teaching things and trainings and all sorts of stuff at, at conventions. So make sure you get your tickets now. Um, without further ado, today I will be airing a previously recorded episode. This was actually episode two of the Free Georgia podcast. So um, it was one of my first podcasts that I'd um, <laughs> that I'd ever recorded. 
And uh, it's me and Shane Hazel talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But I am basically taking the last half of that episode and putting it into this one. Um, and it is all about Bitcoin and the future of money. And so if you want to learn about Bitcoin, if you want to learn some of the basics and some of the principles behind it and why you should be, why we would, uh, why we are, me and Shane are investing in Bitcoin and buying Bitcoin. Um, please stick around. Um, that'll do it for this one. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching. Here's me and Shane. All right, now let's get into the big ticket item for the night, which is Bitcoin. <laughs> um, we had a Bitcoin event about, I guess it was a week ago, a little over a week. Yep. Um, it was technically a crypto and Bitcoin event, which I know you didn't enjoy the first word of that. But uh, <laughs> tell tell people why Bitcoin and not crypto. All right. So I, I, crypto is noise compared to Bitcoin. Um, crypto is what I think a lot of people want you looking at that are afraid of what Bitcoin is. Uh, Bitcoin is a communications protocol. It is immutable. It is decentralized. It has an open uh, ledger, which is the Bitcoin blockchain. Um, these are not synonymous with other cryptos. Most other cryptos are a lot like your central banking system, uh, where they are centralized, where a, a board or a few very, um, I don't know, wealthy whales may have a vested interest and control uh, the, the code. But outside of that, they can still have a blockchain and that blockchain can be centrally con controlled, whereas Bitcoin never will. Bitcoin is a emancipation money. Uh, it is a cash-to-cash -cash system that nobody outside of you and the person you want to transact with um, has any right to, any purview to. Uh, and when, I guess, if anybody from a state or a private, you know, person ever wanted to take this, to, you know, from you by force, they can't. So it destroys the incentive to force, which obviously libertarians are all about. So think about keeping all the money you earn all the time and only spending it on the things that you can, you know, that you that you consent to spend them on. Um, outside of that, why Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a mathematical certainty um, in terms of what it is. Uh, it is 21 million Bitcoin. It is uh, 100 million Satoshis per uh, Bitcoin, which I believe leaves us at about 21 trillion trillion. Um, at any rate, it, it scales. What's a Satoshi for those? Who uh, a Satoshi is like a cent to a dollar. Um, where there's a hundred cents to a dollar, there are a hundred million Satoshis or sats to a Bitcoin. And this is this is a subject that I think people really need to to in, invest in their own learning. You need to take charge of understanding economics. What what this does in terms of the libertarian space, the Austrian space, we we talk about these things a lot within the the, the libertarian and Austrian circles. Austrian economy is not something that I think even most libertarians understand. Um, I think there are you know people who are new, especially, don't understand it. But we live in a Keynesian economy and a Keynesian world for that matter right now, where centralization of banks have control over 
everything that you have ever earned. And day by day by day, they use all of these different factors to strip you of those things like inflation. So when we talk about hard money versus easy money, hard money is things like gold and silver. It is, it, it is rare. It is not something that you can replicate. It is transferable from one person to another. And outside of being centralized in the banks, it is, it's actually pretty good in terms of, you know, uh, communicating value to a economic system. However, neither silver nor gold is anywhere near as hard as Bitcoin by the same Austrian principles. Um, I think it was, uh, Charles Menger, right? Uh, the Austrian economist that talked about saleability over time and space and scales that makes money hard. And obviously he coined this term, this, this understanding of hard money, um, long before Bitcoin really mostly around gold and silver. Um, and when we look at the, the saleability or the liquidity asset, uh, aspect of, uh, Bitcoin, we actually find out that it is harder than both gold and silver. So if there's 21 million Bitcoin forever, it means it's not only inflation proof, but it's deflationary money. Just having the money, it will appreciate over time. And that is a better store of your work and your contribution to the economy over time. So as you age, that contribution, that money that you received earlier than the next generation is going to age well. It is going to keep every uh, bit of energy that you put in to the economy, uh, not only perfectly, but better than perfectly, as it, uh, as it obviously uh, is worth more over time. Uh, the, the fact that there's only 21 million Bitcoin means that the 54 million millionaires on Earth won't actually all own a Bitcoin. That's how rare it is. And that's how early it is, how few people that really understand it. Uh, is it saleable or liquid over space? Which means, can it be transported easily from one person to another around the globe? And gold, eh, not so much. Maybe a little here and there in your pockets. But the larger the amount of gold, uh, the more security it needs, the more transport it needs, all of these things. Um, and it, it it doesn't really satisfy as well the the principle of being saleable over space as Bitcoin, especially now that there's a Lightning Network. Um, you can do automatic remission uh, for a remittance for uh, Bitcoin now um, around the globe in seconds on the Lightning Network. So you are going peer to peer, and it doesn't matter which uh, denomination of currency or fiat that you're using. You can go between Bitcoin and fiat anywhere in the world instantaneously on the Lightning Network right now. And there's QR codes in places like the Unbanked, like in uh, the uh, Republic of Africa, uh, Central Africa, uh, in El Salvador, in places like I think Guatemala is going to be coming online pretty soon. But around the world where people have not had the ability to have a bank or have money that's sustainable, uh, that keeps its, its worth, they're now trading in Bitcoin. And so we, the fact that we can answer the two first, sail over time and then space, uh, leaves scales. And like we were talking about earlier, being liquid over scales, can this money be money for the entire population? There's a lot of people who are like, there's only 21 million Bitcoin, Shane. And I say, yes, there are only 21 million Bitcoin. But as most people will never own a Bitcoin, you have the 100 million Satoshis for every Bitcoin that's out there. 
So you, can you own Satoshis? Of course you can. And when you look at the breakdown, um, I think the breakdown on Earth is if, let's just say the entire population of Earth adopted Bitcoin right now and it all averaged out. I think the average, if you had everybody owning the same amount, somewhere around 4,900 um, you know, Satoshis or something like that. And I could be a little off of my figures, but it's, it's, it's not much. I think a dollar buys about that much Satoshi right now. So to think yes. about how, you know, Bitcoin scales, like Bitcoin scales to every person on earth and the people that are early to it, man, it is going to be generational wealth um, for a very, very long time if you're smart with it. Yeah, it's like discovering a gold mine um, back in the days before mining began. Yeah. Might yeah. want to talk about, about uh, just Keynesian <clears throat> versus um, Austrian type of economy for a second so that they understand a little bit more maybe i'm a fan of that um <laughs> it might also put people to sleep <laughs> um, okay fine uh no but we can get into that for a second because that that it, it's a huge um difference in principles and why one works and one doesn't and why the u.s is in the state that it is right now um compared to if we were on an um austrian model yeah um, so yeah Dive into that real quick. I mean, really, really quick. Saving like Keynesian is a, a spending based economy versus in a debt based spending and debt based economy versus Austrian, which is a savings based economy. You know, growing up, everybody's like, you got to save for tomorrow. You know, you got to you got to put away this immediate gratification. You got to you put that kind of stuff away. What we call low time preference versus high time preference. And this this economic model drives so much culture we will talk about things like the culture war in the United States and things like that. So if you are a debt-based society, you always owe the central banks whatever money you have in your bank accounts. It's all debt, right? It's just everything that you ever had is a debt to an organization that you've never met that's pretty evil over history versus this low time preference. Low time preference where if you are an Austrian, whether it's gold or silver or Bitcoin, what you're doing is you're putting away what you've earned today for tomorrow so that when you need something, when you maybe somebody needs a loan, you actually have the money to loan out. And what this low time preference does is, is it stops people searching um, on how or what casinos to put their, their money in to make more money or to make sure that their money doesn't decrease over time because that's what happens with the Keynesian type of economies is like you're always trying to find whatever is the best way to store your wealth so it doesn't get eroded. And let's face it, Wall Street and the bailouts that have happened, that's it. I mean, the, the, the rich get richer, right? The, the people who are closer to money get richer. That doesn't happen in an Austrian economy. It's actually why Bitcoin was designed because the people that were getting fleeced got tired of being fleeced and they said, hey, let's create a money that uh, doesn't have a state. It doesn't have rulers. It is absolutely out of the control and the purview of all of these people who have taken advantage of it. And I think it's, you know, one of the really, one of the coolest things, because once you begin to be more of a savings-based culture, what you're now doing is introducing principles uh, that have been lost or perverted through the the spending and debt economies that we have, right? It's like, you got to spend it. 
right now to, 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 to make sure that you get everything that it's worth so that it's not worth less tomorrow. And that is obviously, you know, if you're saving for something for a rainy day and you've got low time preference, um, whether it's, you know, family based, whether it's, you know, your, your neighborhood, what, whatever it is, um, the, the ability to save the, the energy that you've put into life to either push into tomorrow to make tomorrow easier, to maybe make tomorrow somebody else's life easier is, is a giant departure from the system we're obviously in now. Yeah. I mean, I think what you're describing is patience. <laughs> have a little patience. That's just a easier word for people to understand than low time preference. Um, <laughs> high time preference is like spontaneous. Um, what's another one? Irresponsible, maybe. Um, low time preference, definitely patience and like forward thinking, um, thinking into the future yep. and preparing for that. Um, how does, how would you implement? Bitcoin as governor, like what would you do to make that a thing here in Georgia? So we're sitting on a spring, um, you know, and that's the thing is this, this economy is a spring loaded trap right now. It's going to crash and it, it, it is crashing. I think people have kind of seen um, we've seen stocks. We've seen other crypto, like quote unquote other cryptos um, absolutely get destroyed um, because they're not based in um, and and in economic reality. So as the, as the governor of Georgia, what you have to do is come out and, and tell everybody, listen, we're not going to ever, um, you know, go after anybody who creates new money, right? I don't care if you want to, if you want to mess with crypto, fine, go mess with crypto. Um, but we're not going to set up any type of legal system that will go after Bitcoin miners. We're not going to go after anybody that's trading in Bitcoin. We're not going to go after anybody who's investing in Bitcoin. We're not going to, we're not going to uh, use the executive office in any way whatsoever that either uh, encroaches or destroys your ability to trade in whatever currency you want to trade in. Because obviously as libertarians, we think that you first and foremost should be making all of your decisions from con a consentful place. And, and outside of that, that the market breeds the best competition so that you get the best product at the lowest prices. And at the end of the day, I mean, if we've got, you know, the separation of, uh, of you know, money and state, that's what we're looking for. We don't want control from the governor's office or from a federal, um, you know, bureaucracy uh, or an international banking cabal for that matter telling us how we have to transact with each other, right? And that's that's basically, as the governor, you just create an environment that's free so that people can transact whichever way they want to transact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as So we were talking about, I remember when I, I was up at your place last time with uh, the rest of your campaign team, we were talking about how Bitcoin might be effect, an effective payment method within the government and basically to set up um, verified accounts, Bitcoin accounts um, for each uh, government employee, um, government, whatever, uh, branch, whatever it is, uh, department, um, so that you that anybody in the public can go and see where all the money goes. 
Um, is that something that you would be interested in actually implementing? Yeah, first, I think we're going to have a lot less government employees uh, and a lot less bureaucratic departments. I think it's I think being able to track every um, expenditure and every um, you know Satoshi or dollar received is is you know one of the things that needs to be on the forefront for people who are funding government. Now, I will say that I think the best way to do this is to create, um, you know, accounts where the public doesn't, isn't forced and coerced into funding them, but is more of a direct type of, you know, uh, I guess we'll, we'll fund this type of thing. And, you know, I, I, I obviously kind of have done some research on this, um, in the past in Europe, they set up these, uh, you know, these government organizations that were funded through kind of quote unquote, a direct democracy where people would either pay for the ones they thought that they really needed or, or not. And about 99 times out of a hundred, the people were like, nah, I don't think we're going to pay for those kind of things. So I think it's a really cool experiment to, to see, you know, exactly, um, what people will pay for and what people will not pay for. And then obviously unleash the private sector to compete with the quote unquote, uh, government public sector. And I think that's really where you find the, you know, efficiencies and give people, or I say give people, that's a terrible way. It's a government indoctrination. I swear it's, um, it's, it's leaving people alone with the fruits of their labor to, to, to make sure that we're not taking their money to make sure that we are protecting their life, liberty, and property, uh, and scaling back the government to really, um, I don't know, so, such a, a, a tiny point that I hope people realize that they can do much better things, um, and more cooperative things and consensual, uh, w without government. I love that. Um, for those of you who don't know much about Bitcoin, haven't dabbled in it, haven't really uh, tried to seek out any information on it, there is a wealth of information out there. Um, we're going to keep talking about it here for a little while, but uh, it is definitely something I would highly recommend looking into. Um, I don't recommend, as I'm sure Shane wouldn't, uh, getting into any crypto that isn't Bitcoin which I know they're completely different things. Bitcoin is not crypto. Crypto, in my opinion, is basically just stocks. Um, it's, it's, just a like, it's just a company that put out a cryptocurrency that does other things to make that crypto valuable. Um, and once that company goes under, so does the stock. Um, and then you're left with nothing. So um, I'd say crypto in general is more of a stock market and Bitcoin is more of a store of value for the future. Um, future currency. Um, yeah, should we talk a little bit maybe about the basics of, of Bitcoin and how to get into it, maybe? How to acquire Bitcoin? Yeah, maybe that. Sure. Um, I'll tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of not doing it through the normal exchanges like Coinbase and the rest of those places that are giant exchanges that you hear about um, that are leveraged and sell other um uh, not other cryptos, <laughs> right? You know what I was about to say. Um, man, I, 
I'm really good at this. So <laughs> when when I when I look at these things, uh, first thing you need to know if you're going to get into Bitcoin is this phrase that is, if it's not your keys, it's not your Bitcoin. Um, when I say that, I mean, if you are buying Bitcoin through an exchange, it's just like going out and buying gold in a Roth IRA, right? It's if you can't if you can't touch it, it's not yours. So there are devices that you know kind of look like a USB drive somewhere. Um, that's where Jake keeps his right there in the drawer. If you know where he lives, this is an uh, old one. So uh, <laughs> this is basically what it looks like. Yeah, it's a, um, it, it looks like a thumb drive. Yeah, it's uh, let's see. Well, it oh, it's not going to focus on. on it. Focus. Yeah, it's, uh, there it is. How about that? Yeah. Ledger, Ledger is a down. great company. Uh, Ledger is a great company. Recommend the the Nano. What is it? The S that doesn't have the Bluetooth. Yeah, this is the S. It uh, you, the only way to interact with it is to plug it into your computer. That's right. So um, obviously, you're 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 cutting down on the the threat avenues. So if you want to buy uh, Bitcoin, you can go through exchanges. But what you need to do is get your Bitcoin off of the exchange immediately. One place I would definitely recommend checking out, um, not only because uh, no matter if your uh, Bitcoin is on their exchange or not, the only thing they deal in is Bitcoin, and that is Swan Bitcoin. They are an absolute great group of guys uh, and girls, for that matter. Uh, just a, 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 an amazing organization that I know a lot of the people in. Um, and you can not only obviously buy Bitcoin, but you can uh, push it off into your cold wallet, that Ledger Nano S. And once you get to that point, those are yours. You need to have a uh, probably a, a, a seed word backup somewhere, uh, which is a physical piece of either steel or titanium that is punched with your seed words. And you'll learn all of this kind of stuff. But also on Swan is what they call Canon. Um, the basics of understanding of what Bitcoin is, how to, to, to buy it and store it effectively, and um, really to get you started down this, uh, this path, this understanding of not only Bitcoin, but Austrian economics. And it's a beautiful thing. You, when you start learning and taking charge of your own money, be, you become your own bank with Bitcoin. And, um, you know, the, the, the guys like, uh, I don't know, Warren Buffett, and uh, Bill Gates and the rest of these guys that are so you know highly leveraged and invested in fiat don't want you to do anything with this kind of stuff. And they've talked about what's funny is they've talked about for a long time the amount of people that are going to be put out of work by technology. Well, the bankers and the stock market and the hedge fund managers and the rest of these guys who have made a living ripping people off. Uh, from their money, their IRAs, their insurance, you name it. This is all going to change because you are going to become your own bank uh, with Bitcoin. And I think that's probably one of the most uh, glory, uh, you know, glorifying pieces about it. It's just, you know, at the end of the day, if you understand money and you understand your money and nobody can take it and it is locked up, man, what an amazing, um, you know, what an amazing interaction in, 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 in terms of a progression in the human species. And I, I don't say this lightly as I really think like Bitcoin is one of those inventions that is going to propel the human species, much like fire or the wheel or electricity, like the internet. I mean, 
it is way, way, way up there in terms of contributions to the human species. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and you're talking about uh, use it as a store of wealth um, for the future. And uh, when it is in your wallet, you know, your keys, your Bitcoin, um, comparing that to, okay, let's say you're looking at your wallet. Okay. You're looking at the digital readout of your wallet. It tells you exactly how many Bitcoin you have. Those are, those Bitcoin are in your wallet. Like they're in there and no one can touch them. No one can do anything with them. They're there. They're yours. When you're looking at your bank account and it says a certain number, none of those dollars are actually in your bank account. They're just numbers on a screen that were printed, typed, well, whatever. Let's <laughs> let's let's make it more simple. Okay. Right. the the U.S. Uh, the U.S. dollar, the U.S. Treasury, and the Federal Reserve uh, really kind of came up with the first crypto. The first crypto being the U.S. dollar. It is basically a digital dollar. I think maybe. Less than one third of the of the dollars that are quote unquote um, in existence are actually physical, and it may be far less than that actually. So if you if you really want to understand what crypto is, the U.S. dollar is crypto. The U.S. dollar is a centrally controlled, backed by nothing, um, you know, whether digitized or you know worthless paper. It is is really kind of the first crypto, and so. Um, you know, it is not a distributed ledger. It's never been audited. You can't see who the players are in any of it, right? And the the the, the tomfoolery <laughs> that, that goes on with with market manipulation. Um, yeah, that bank account that you have. Wait till they go to CBDCs, central bank digital dollar or CBDCs, central bank digital currency. When they flip the switch, and they will, they'll just flip the switch one night, um, and they may even do it at a, at a global level where they say, ha, ah, man, America didn't manage their debt very well. And so because they didn't manage their debt very well and they sent the entire world into a tizzy when their economy collapsed, this power cannot be left with countries anymore. It has to be with the global elite bankers right like this is something that i think is extremely possible and as soon as that happens the the, the social credit score that you guys have that is very much functioning in alive in in china is very much alive behind the scenes here in america thanks to things like social media so is whoever you're associating with, whatever you're doing online, everything else, man, you've already got a social credit score. And when they flip that switch on your bank account and they say, hey, listen, uh, yeah, for now, that's still all your money, but you can't spend it on some things, travel, weapons, um, maybe some food, because maybe you're, you're overweight, maybe you're diabetic, maybe you know, you've got health concerns, maybe, you know, whatever it is they don't like about you. Now, here's the other thing is maybe you're not such a bad person, but maybe you associate with bad people. Oh man, well, now your social credit score is going to tank as well. And they're going to start restricting you on a number of things in your life and what you can and cannot spend money. This is going to happen. Um, and, and that's the thing is, um, Jerome Powell, who is the Fed chair, has already come out and said, we are ramping this up into uh, basically hyperdrive right now. The white paper is out and we're studying 
what a crypto US dollar would do. Well, it, hey guys, newsflash, it's already a crypto dollar. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he announced all this last week. Everybody, the, 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 the amazingly bad news all at once, but it's kind of, we're, we're already there, people. It's, it's what, what are you going to do about it? You got a little bit of time left to where before they flip the switch that you can get your dollars into a very, very hard asset. I mean, he, he was talking about that about 10 days ago. Uh, yep. They've released the white paper. They started looking into it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, this topic gets me super fired up and <laughs> I could go off on like 15 different tangents and I want to, but I think we should stay focused on Bitcoin. Um, maybe a few more minutes because I know you have another show to do tonight on Fox. Um I don't know what other what other stuff do you want to talk about with Bitcoin? Um, what what do, what do people need to know? I, I think one of the the things that uh, probably wrap up with, and I think this is probably the the coolest aspect of the Bitcoin family. And I say family because I didn't realize what it was in, until I actually met the people who were in the 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 industry, the the knowledge, the the people who are absolutely changing the game. Um, I. I went down to Miami this year for the Bitcoin conference and the Bitcoin conference is, is host to not only Bitcoin, but also a bunch of other cryptos. And I think this is their advantage is you won't see the Bitcoin community show up at crypto conferences. You'll see the crypto community show up at Bitcoin conferences and kind of the difference is in, in terms of culture. If you look at crypto, a lot of times what you see is, you know, this casino, this place where people want to get rich, they want to bet their money and they want the Lambos and they want the strippers and they want the drugs and, you know, all, all the things that low or I should say high time preference people um, are doing already. Uh, they are, they're, they're pushing the limit. They are, they're trying to find what's hot now and they're going to, you know, make, make that money and be done with you know, the, the, the nine to five part of life, they're going to live big from now on versus the Bitcoin community. The Bitcoin community is not the Lambos. It's not the mansions. It's not the ridiculous parties and boats and, and, and I don't know, just, just all the, the high time preference nonsense that goes on with the rest of the cryptos. This, this Bitcoin community is extremely smart. It's extremely young and it sees the future through savings and it sees it through helping others understand what it is so that it can grow so that the market cap grows so that sooner than later we hit what's bit, what's called bitcoin uh, uh hybridization right so or, or Bit, hyper bitcoinization and when they get people in that space and they help them understand hey not your keys not your bitcoin Let's do this safely. Let's do this responsibly. Don't put in more than you can possibly see. You know, take a forty or fifty, you know, percent um, decrease. Right? Like we're not here to withdraw our Bitcoin for for useless fiat money. We're here to stack generational wealth for the future. We're here to take it out of this gigantic Ponzi scheme that is the Fed. It's a it's such a, a family environment that I mean the, the the guys that I knew from Twitter Spaces, Cafe Bitcoin, which is run by Swan Bitcoin, the guys from Toxic Happy Hour, and a whole bunch of the other spaces on Twitter that people get together and they talk and they go through 
you know, not only the cultural side of this, the economic side of this, the security side of this, all the aspects that you can, so that people are are very aware and up to speed on what the latest changes in the community are, what the latest, you know, uh, industry is doing, how to get out of your fiat job and possibly into a Bitcoin job so that you can join the Bitcoin economy and really emancipate yourself. Uh, from what's going on uh, in the, the in the fiat economy, so like I said, the difference is you know kind of the individuals in it to get rich quick versus this you know family community that's there to teach, that's there to bring you in and help you understand so that you can take care of you know your 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 production in this contribution to the world in a very very safe um, way that's responsible. It's, it's, it's an amazing community. There's just, I mean, honestly, it was like what I imagine, um, Woodstock would have been without the mud and the muck and the public fornication. And like, like it had to be some of that in Miami though. Yeah. Further down on South beach out, out there. But like this part of it, man, just absolutely amazing community full of family. That's awesome. Well, folks, um, if you have any other Bitcoin related questions or just questions about Shane's campaign, you can contact uh, me at podcast at lpgeorgia.com or you can contact Shane. Shane, tell him where to hit you up. Uh, ShaneHazel.com or RadicalPod.com. You can go there. You can see all the shows. You can see the governor's page for now. You can see some merch. Uh, you can see the Helios Project there. Um, but you can hit me up at Shane at ShaneHazel.com as well. If you've got questions, if you want to get, uh, you know, looped in with this amazing ride that we're taking right now uh, and, and this push for liberties. But, uh, you know, Jake, I am tickled to death to see you got a podcast and, and up and running, man. I'm going to have to have you on mine so that we can blow it up a little bit here in Georgia. Um, but, man, uh, really, I'm, I'm humbled uh, to be your second show, your first guest. Man, what a what a cool experience and uh, to to kind of see all this grow, man. If you guys, like I said, you, you need anything, you you know where to, to. I guess, yeah, you know exactly where to go. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I thought having you on second um, second episode would be great because only place to go from there is up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Free Georgia Podcast this week. Really appreciate it. Um, make sure you go visit lpgeorgia.com for any questions about the Libertarian Party. Um, you can message me via Twitter at the Jake Green. You can also follow us on Twitter at LP Georgia. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is Libertarian Party of Georgia. Facebook is also Libertarian Party of Georgia. We have a lot of followers on Twitter and um and Facebook. So if you want to interact with the most amount of libertarians, that's the, that's the place to do it. We're still growing our Instagram account. Um, and you can hop on there and help us grow it. That'd be fantastic. Um, again, make sure you buy your convention tickets. Uh, they're on, they're on sale for if it's, well, they're on sale for 85 bucks at this point. Um, if you're listening to this, they're probably on sale for 85 bucks at this point. So, um, Get them now. It's going to be a great time. I'm going. I'm going to be at the convention. I know Shane is going to be at the convention. Just a bunch. Of, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a fantastic time. Um, so make sure you get your tickets now. Um, that'll do it, y'all. Thank you for 
a phenomenal year once again. Um, really appreciate it. Love doing this show. Love talking liberty um, and trying to spread it throughout our state and our nation. So that'll do it. Y'all have a good week. Peace. Thank you.